Welcome to the Rocky Mountain Sunshine Podcast, where we share faith, have some fun, and strive to add a little sunshine to your day. I am your host, Jason Bringhurst. Welcome to the show, everybody. I am recording from the lovely town of Port Angeles, Washington, and I am still on a high from General Conference. How about you? You know, there are just so many good talks and uh, several which I definitely want to go back and study a little more. On today's episode, I am going to take you way back, like way, way back to the early starts of my career in sales. Now, I'm talking way back, folks. So go dust off your Atari and your Sony Walkman because we're heading to the 80s. So let's get to it. Do you ever think back to when you were a kid and just say to yourself, boy, I was a weird kid. <laughs> no, is that just me, really? <laughs> uh, you know, I have these memories of things that I did as a kid and I just kind of shake my head. Uh, like one day there was an ice cream truck driving through our apartments where we lived in Midvale, Utah. And, you know, I didn't have any money, but I wanted an ice cream. So I rode my bike and I chased him down and, and caught up with him. And, and uh, my, my bike's name was Coyote 9, by the way. <laughs> what? You didn't have a name for your bike? <laughs> yeah. So me and Coyote 9, we, we went and chased after the, the ice cream guy. And uh, I went up to the door of the ice cream truck to talk to the keeper of the ice cream. <laughs> and uh, I asked if he would trade me an ice cream for my watch. <laughs> Like, seriously, what was I thinking? <laughs> Luckily, he said no, but <laughs> oh, what a weird little kid I was. Uh, I was in Little League uh, for a couple of years, uh, baseball. I-, I was bad. I was really bad at baseball. I was just not good. I was the kid definitely who, when uh, we were playing in the neighborhood, you know, and everyone would uh, pick teams. I was like the last guy. Like, the, there's a Studio CU episode where... Like they pick a mailbox before they pick the kid. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> I was really not good at baseball. So um, I think maybe my mom and my grandmother wanted uh, me to do some type of activity because you know, I didn't have any siblings and I was probably driving them crazy during the summer. And uh, so, I don't know. For a couple of years, I played uh, on the Red Sox Little League ta- uh, baseball team in Midville. And for some reason, we had a fundraiser. I don't remember why we we had a fundraiser, but um, we we were uh, selling chocolate bars. And so I remember that uh, I went and I asked my aunts and uncles if they wanted to buy a chocolate bar. I think my mom maybe had some coworkers buy some, and I even went door to door to some close by neighbors selling them. And I I don't remember the candy bars being very good, but but that was my introduction to selling. Uh, I picture myself like uh, Russell, the the kid from the movie Up, reading from a book. Uh, Good afternoon. I am Jason, and I am in the Little League. Will you support our team? (laughs) Oh, boy. So at some point, uh, I started getting this magazine uh, called Boy's Life. Did you ever get that magazine? Was there an equivalent for girls? I, I don't I don't know, but but I really liked it. Uh, they had uh, they had the ten year old boys interest just dialed in because I, I read this thing from cover to cover. Uh, and for you youngsters out there, no, we didn't have YouTube. We didn't have Disney Plus. No Google. So yeah, a, a magazine for boys. 
that was the bomb.com and there was no .com. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> it was really good. So anyway, inside there were always uh, advertisements, um, tons of advertisements uh, for model trains and knives, uh, secret safes <laughs> hidden in a book, sea monkeys, slingshots, ant farms, magic kits, joke books, metal detectors, and gimmicks like whoopee cushions. It was it was like everything that a kid in the early 80s might want. Uh, at the end of the magazine uh, was my, one of my favorite sections, and it was called Think and Grin. And it just had a bunch of different jokes and comics. And this, of course, had no influence whatsoever on my hilarious love of puns. Now, if you'll buy that, I've got some oceanfront property in Arizona. From my front porch, you can see the sea. Yeah, I've got some oceanfront property in Arizona. If you'll buy that, I'll throw the Golden Gate in free. <laughs> uh, that was a weird tangent. But one must respect George Strait, okay? I love George Strait. It's a little, I'm a little bit country, okay? <laughs> I've gone country. So, uh, yeah, go check, it, go check him out. Uh, go check out George Strait. I wonder what he's up to nowadays. All right, enough of the tangent. Uh, back to boys' life. So it was, uh, it was published, this magazine was published by the Boy Scouts. Uh, sometime around um, when you're eight years old and you started Cub Scouts, uh, I think you would start getting this magazine. One of the articles always had some type of fun adventure. There were different comics and history and science and a Bible story and scouting and action stories where someone would get burned and then they would use first aid to help them. Um, it actually, uh, this Boy's Life magazine started in 1911, so it, it's been going for a long time. And uh, now here's a hot tip, okay? This is something you're only going to hear right here on the Rocky Mountain Sunshine podcast, okay? You older folks, turn up the volume, okay? <laughs> here's the secret. You can actually browse entire issues of Boy's Life magazine from back in the day, way back in the day, by going to Google Books and searching for Boy's Life. No way, you're saying. And I'm saying, way. Yes, you can. <laughs> oh, I may have uh, just spent way too much time looking through some old issues. I may have done that. I may have actually spent a lot of time doing that. Okay, so... Back when I was a youngster, you know, I was, I was uh, reading the Boys Life magazine and I saw an advertisement that said, get prizes in big, massive letters at the top. And then in small letters, it says, make money with fast selling American seeds. Yes. So basically, you would sign up to be a door to door salesperson for this company. It's genius. They had an entire fleet, an entire nation of door-to-door salespeople working for them. <laughs> oh, and they didn't have to pay them anything. We just earned prizes. I, I suppose there might be some child labor laws now making this illegal, but, you know, next thing I knew, I was selling seeds. <laughs> I was going over to family, my grandmother's friends in the ward, you know, they needed petunias and beans anyway, so why not buy them from Jason? I had an order form, and uh, they would give me that check, and I would place their order. A couple weeks later, I'd get a package and deliver the seeds. 
Now, the problem was is that you had to sell a lot of seeds to get these prizes. Yeah, I could earn the money, but who wants money when you're 10 years old? I wanted things. <laughs> so they had all these pictures of like walkie-talkies and tents and microphones and guitars and model rockets. I didn't earn hardly anything. Uh, I got like a basic, very basic magic trick. You would put a blank piece of paper into one side and you'd roll it and then out the other side would come a come out a dollar bill. And of course you had to provide the dollar bill. So <laughs> very basic, but so, okay. So the, the, selling the seeds wasn't working, but then another issue comes. And then this later issue, there was another advertisement that caught my eye in huge letters. It said prizes or cash. And this one had some amazing prizes. It had a digital watch. There was a Pac-Man, a Walkman, not the Sony brand, but you know, still really cool. Binoculars, Velcro wallet, BMX bikes, Uno cards, racetracks, remote control cars, a camera, a bike, and even a TV. Now this was cool stuff. I didn't want to sell seeds anymore. I wanted to sell whatever this was. And so I read into it a little more and I signed up because this one was selling boxes of Christmas cards. This was from the Sales Leadership Club. <laughs> and so I signed up. I was part of the club. I was going to try it out. So again, genius. These people, <laughs> they're signing up, <laughs> these young boys, to go door to door to all their neighbors to sell Christmas cards. And it's probably illegal now. I don't know. Child labor maybe frowns upon this kind of thing. I don't know. But I was on board with this. Uh, <laughs> this time, I was not going to fail. I was going to try to sell to everybody. And uh, <laughs> I made a plan. I was going to just head out the door, and I was going to canvas the entire neighborhood selling door-to-door. -door. And uh, I just kept going until uh, I had filled up the entire order form. I was really determined to get a couple prizes that I wanted. And I remember sitting down at the kitchen table with people in their homes, filling out an order. And I'm, I'm like maybe 11. I don't know. I was pretty young. Um, <laughs> as they would browse through the, the different card options. Uh, it was like the scene from Napoleon Dynamite where Uncle Rico is selling the new pont fiber woven bowls. So, uh, how does the dealio sound to you? <laughs> what what was going on with me? I was such a weird little kid. Oh, I even think that I like dressed up for this. I put on like nice special sales person clothes to go out door to door. <laughs> I don't think I had a briefcase. Maybe I did. I wouldn't surprise me. Honestly, it would not surprise. If I had a brief briefcase available to me, I probably would have taken a briefcase. I might have had one. I'd have to ask my mom. Anyway, so I start selling Christmas cards by the boxes. They had to buy a box of Christmas cards. And what did I get with my earnings? Well, it was actually pretty cool, especially for at least my age. I thought it was pretty neat. Um, I had this uh, siren that I got for my bike, and it had three different sirens. It had an ambulance siren, a fire engine siren, and the police siren. And then it had this cord that connected to it with a microphone that you could use as a PA system that mounted to your handlebars and uh, it required some batteries, but you'd put the batteries in there and all of a sudden 
you flip on the switch and you had a police siren on your bike and you had a, the PA with the CB so you could, you know, be telling people to pull over. Now, I would basically be John from Chips when I rode my bike. I waited impatiently every day in the mail for this package to come with my siren and microphone. It took like, I don't know, three weeks maybe. I don't know how long it took. It seemed like it was forever. And uh, of course, then you open it up and you find out it needs batteries. And you're like, ugh, it needs batteries. And uh, But we got all that squared away. And uh, I, I got it installed onto my bike. And it was awesome. So now I had succeeded. And I needed more stuff. <laughs> so I kept on selling. And I did a lot better than with the seeds um, because these were higher dollar things and you, you sold, didn't have to sell as much to earn uh, these prizes. And I actually did this for a couple of years. I, of course, you know, built up some clients, <laughs> had some repeat customers. It got a little easier when they were like, oh, more Christmas cards, perfect timing. And uh, the next thing I got was also really cool. Again, cool to, uh, you know, a 10, 11 year old kid, but it was a... Uh, it was a bike light set, and uh, you put it uh, under the seat. You would attach it under the seat, and it had little lights um, that one was a, on the left was a left arrow, and the one on the right was a right arrow, and you would run this wire up to the handlebars, and there was a little indicator, and you'd, you'd flip it to the left, and that arrow would turn on, and it uh, would show that you're turning left or the arrow uh, to the right showing you're turning right. And I was a little disappointed that it didn't flash like a regular turn signal would. It just stayed on, but it was pretty cool. I mean, I was, I was really stoked about this. And, uh, and then it had a button, it had a horn. So I had a horn and I had the turn signals. I had the siren. I had the microphone. My bike was really coming together. This was this was really cool. Coyote 9 had never been cooler, okay? So <laughs> anyway, this this was what uh, I, I, I spent my points on after I had sold all these Christmas cards. So, you know, when you're uh, in hot pursuit on your bike, you have this little button that's a horn that, you you know, get people out of your way. You'd alert people. You'd grab your, your CB and tell people to pull over. Uh, I had the siren going. My partner, Ponch, and I were chasing someone on the freeways of California. Whatever happened to Eric Estrada anyways? <laughs> I don't know. Does he still make movies? Well, anyways, Chips was the best. When I wasn't reading Boy's Life, I was watching Chips. Big fan. <laughs> okay, so one last thing. Uh, I had to laugh as I was uh, looking through uh, this Boy's Life magazine. Um, on Google Books, you can go and, and look at these. Uh, I had to laugh. This BMX bike uh, advertisement. It's like a full-page advertisement. And uh, <laughs> it's on the back of the magazine. So what do you call it? The the back cover of the magazine? So uh, anyway, it's, it's like they tried to use every popular word from the 80s in their ad. Here comes the new Scorcher in BMX. It's race-ready and radical. Look how it's tricked out. It's track-tested by top riders with gnarly chrome for monster muscle. <laughs> like they packed every single word that might have been cool to a kid in the 80s into this advertisement. Totally cool. So anyway... 
<laughs> that was just an observation. Well, I'm pretty sure the days of sending out your unaccompanied child out into the neighborhood to knock on strangers' doors is a thing of the past. <laughs> My kids, when I told them about this, were very frightened for me. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that was back when people didn't even lock their doors and uh, Aid is Enough was on TV and, and life was a little simpler and, and uh, probably more safe. Uh, but, you know, you could see things were changing. Video games were coming on strong. Uh, you know, are magazines even a thing anymore? I feel like there's such an overload of available media uh, that purchasing a magazine is maybe something that today's generation has never done. I don't know. I don't know if my kids have ever purchased a magazine. Well, send me a message and let me know if you ever sold anything door-to-door like that. Was it just me that I was just a really weird kid? Or did other other kids actually do this too? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, I hope you enjoyed hearing about what a weird little kid I was. <laughs> I have some stories, I tell you. That'll have to be for another episode. Uh, but I thought I'd end this episode today just by reflecting on how important General Conference is to me now. Uh, my wife, Jen, and I, uh, we try to make Conference Weekend really special for our children. We have a tradition of having fresh-cooked cinnamon rolls for breakfast. Uh, everyone has hot chocolate, and I have a nice cup of Pero. Uh, for lunch, I made grilled cheese sandwiches on Saturday. Jen made some homemade chicken noodle soup on Saturday evening for dinner. On Sunday, I made, I made a really nice uh, beef stew in the crock pot for dinner. I took some notes, and after everyone went to bed uh, on Sunday night, I reviewed and pondered the notes that I had about General Conference for a while. I especially needed conference this time. I have several things... Um, that uh, have been weighing on me, and um, and I have several things that I, I really need some inf- inspiration for. I wrote down spi- five specific things that I really wanted to get some direction uh, for and uh, and some answers to. And through conference, I was you know jotting down impressions and thoughts when something seemed to fit uh, with that particular thing that I was I was uh, looking for answers for. We all. <laughs> Uh, we all laughed at Brad Wilcox uh, telling the story about his uh, speech to text getting messed up. I think he said something like uh, uh, to, he sent it to his kids. And this is where you, uh, you know, hit the microphone icon and, and you say something into your phone and it changes into text. And then you can you can uh, send that as a text message. So I think he said something like, hey, you two, I sure love you. This was to his children and ended up sending. I hate you two. I should love you. <laughs> we got a good laugh out of that. And uh, immediately my, my kids all looked at me and said, it's like when that happened to you. And so uh, something similar happened to me. I was sending a, a text message to my wife, Jen, and she had uh, been telling me something about Xavier. And so he's, he's our youngest son. He's nine now. This is several years ago. But, uh, and so I replied and I said, I miss Xavier. And it transcribed it as, I miss eggs and beer. I thought that was hilarious. So I just sent it to her and waited. <laughs> and then she replies just with a question mark. So anyway, uh, I thought that was hilarious. I miss eggs and beer. Well, Brad Wilcox, he, he spoke about how the sacrament is like pulling into a gas station and helps us get down the road a little further. That's kind of like general conference for me too. Um, every uh, six months, my car just... My spiritual car needs an oil change. It needs a bit of a tune-up spiritually uh, to make sure that everything is just charged and filled and and uh, 
ready to go for another six months. It was really good not to have any meetings. I specifically made sure that I didn't schedule anything for the weekend. Uh, I wanted conference weekend just to be dedicated to spending time with my family, and it was really good to have that time. I'm feeling rejuvenated. Uh, I, I feel like I have got some direction on some of the things that I was, I was hoping to get answers to. And, uh, you know, there's just something um, uplifting, something really that just touches me and, and fills my soul spiritually just to see the prophet and the apostles and then to hear them, of course. But just seeing them uh, just builds me up spiritually and, and, and uh, touches me. Um, you know, General Conference, it, to me, it's like First Nephi 11.25. And it says that it is the word of God which led to the fountain of living waters or the tree of life, which waters are a representation of the love of God. I feel like General Conference is a time where, you know, I can drink deeply uh, in the, these living waters. This weekend, um, you know, I, I drank deeply from the fountain and I felt the love of God. Uh, for the next six months, I'm going to go back and keep looking at and reading and, and studying these, these uh, words that the prophets and apostles and leaders of the church have shared with us. I, I know that they spend a lot of time preparing to give us uh, the mind and will of the Lord. And I think that it's incumbent upon us to then take this uh, counsel and really find out what the Lord wants us to learn from it and how the, the Spirit can, can direct us in our life. It's my goal for the next six months to keep coming back to the words spoken in General Conference and to drink more deeply of these living waters. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I hope that we've added a little bit of sunshine to your day. And I hope that you go to Google Books and look up the boy's life. You know, maybe put on some George Strait and uh, kick back and, and read through some issues of boy's life. I think that'd be a good idea. <laughs> if you like this episode, we would really appreciate it if you would rate and give us a fantastic review in Apple Podcasts. It's a small step that makes a big difference on how we show up when people are looking for good content and, and fantastic podcasts. If you like the show, subscribe and then you'll be notified when other episodes come out. As always, we would love to have you shared on social media so others can find us. And I think that's about it for the show today. So until next time, cheers from the Pacific Northwest. <laughs>